So our first review of the day is going to be for Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear is the movie directed by Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks, um, who also her previous directorial work includes uh, Pitch Perfect 2 and Charlie's Angels. Um, I never saw Pitch Perfect 2, but I did see Charlie's Angels. Not really a fan of Charlie's Angels myself, but um, yeah, wasn't really a big fan of that work. Uh, but here she is uh, directing this, uh, Cocaine Bear, which stars Carrie Russell, uh, the late, great Ray Liotta, and one of his uh, few uh, final performances here before he passed away. And the movie does uh, give... Uh, uh, a touching tribute they say in loving memory to Ray Liotta if you stay a little bit uh, after the movie ends they do uh, say that so yeah shout out to him legendary actor um, and there's also a guy in this movie that a lot of people uh, recognized. It's it's like good to see him kind of come up. Um, I don't know if you if you're on TikTok a lot. There's a there's a comedian who's in this um, who who kind of pops up in this. He plays one of the ambulance uh, uh, the EMT workers there. Um, so if you're on TikTok, you probably yeah, seen Scott, him. Yeah, Scott Sace. Yeah, yeah, he does a lot of funny. I was so happy to see him on uh, see him on the come up. He uh, know a couple of people that have seen him do stand up live. He's been very funny, and he's really blown up on TikTok. He's like one of those. Uh, oh, what do I need to do? You don't. Yeah, uh, like here's some of his like, video. I think he blew up from the retail workers. Like, wow, you just lost another customer. Good. Go. Yeah. Uh, like here's some of his video right here. Let me see if I can uh, pull it up on the screen here, because uh, it, it, I mean, it does good work. So it's kind of funny seeing like a guy like that uh, kind of make it um, and everything like that. Like that's you know kind of cool, you know, to see somebody like that. So that that was kind of pretty cool to see him kind of come up and everything like that. So let me see if I can uh, pull up a little clip to give reference. You just lost yourself a customer. You think I own this business? You think I own IKEA? I'm a part-time employee halfway through a two-week notice. I don't give a shit. I'm telling all my friends not to shop here. <laughs> Tell them. You think I want five other yous running around the store? <laughs> Have them call me. I'll tell them. You think you hate this place more than me? I work here. Yeah, that's, I mean, definitely speaking for a lot of people. If you've ever worked in retail in your life, yeah, definitely speaking, you know, definitely speaking for a lot of people there. Uh, if you ever worked in dude, retail. Dude, I used Dude, I used to cashier at Publix on like the day before Thanksgiving. I know <laughs> that hell. Yeah. Um. So that was kind of pretty awesome. Um. Also, you kind of it's cool that you kind of have like a uh, the Americans kind of reunion in here. I was a big fan of that show. Um. And I love it. So you have Carrie Russell. You got Margot Martindale, legendary character actor, and you also have uh hey, Matthew. Hey, Re hey, 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 hey! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Put some respect on her name. It's esteemed character actress and fugitive from the law, Margot Martindale. Yes, who made a great appearance in uh, BoJack Horseman. She made a great kind of cameo there, and that get, uh, guest appearance on that show. Um, so that was kind of pretty awesome there. So yeah, that was kind of cool to see also kind of a nice, like, the Americans type reunion. Um, so this movie, um, as I say, quote-unquote, based on a true story. So the only, the true elements are there was a bunch of cocaine that did, you know, fall out of the sky because mm -hmm. there was a drug smuggler yeah. there. Who yeah, so, was the, yeah, trying so, to deliver? So, yeah, so yeah, so the real story in 1985, a uh, drug smuggler named uh, Andrew C. Thornton II dumped 175, dumped uh, almost four tons of cocaine into the forest in uh, around northern Georgia, and there was about 40 open plastic containers of it, and some of which they still think is around that area to this day. And this bear ingested a duffel bag full of it. Now, in reality, 
the bear died a couple hours later of mm -hmm. uh, heart failure, as would most people, as most people would do, having consumed that much cocaine. But I think when the story is being told, people forget this is Hollywood, baby. We don't give a fuck about reality. Mm. Yeah. Um, and like when they examined the bear, the bear like had a, the stomach was exploding. It was like filled to the brim um, with uh, the cocaine there. So it, yeah, I mean, because bears are you know gluttonous animals, they eat, they keep just eating and eating and eating everything like that. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. So the bear, yeah, like I said, eventually just died a few hours later. You know, but of course you got to make a story out of it. Um, and here they, you have to come up with a reason for these human characters, for, for human characters to be there around the bear in order for them to converge onto the bear and kind of run towards the danger. Uh, in Carrie Russell's situation, she's there because she's looking for a daughter um, who went to the park. Um, you have the drug dealers there and Ray Liotta and O'Shea Jackson Jr. and Olden Ehrenreich um, who are trying to find the cocaine. Uh, you also have the park ranger in margo martindale and the, like the environmentalist who's uh with her helping carrie russell's character um and you also have a detective who is you know on the trail of the of the drug dealers played by uh isaiah whitlock jr people know probably know from the wire um he had a big role in that and he's been on uh, various kind of other things as well like grand rapids which was the movie with um uh, ed helms so yeah um, so you kind of you kind of have that here. So that's kind of the reason why all these people kind of show up and are on the park there. Um, and you know, of course, you got to have people who the bear can kill and be victims of, mm -hmm. um, which you got to give uh, something for the bear to, to kind of do there. And you know, this is basically if you see the trailer for this movie um, and you look at it and you go like, "Well, this shit looks dumb." It's like, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the point of it. I mean, you can kind of guess, you can kind of, you oh. know, you can tell this movie's oh, for did, you. Oh, did. Oh, did you walk into a movie titled Cocaine Bear and expect Citizen Kane? Nah, motherfucker. It's a bear. It does cocaine. It kills people. What yeah. more do you want? Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you could basically tell from the trailer, you know, what the type of movie it's probably going to be um, and what to expect. And it kind of delivers on that aspect of what it is, um, being a creature feature, you know, monster type movie with this bear. Um, and the bear, you know, this is a smaller budget movie. Uh, it doesn't look mm -hmm. good, that good. I mean, you know, you clearly, yeah, it doesn't, mm -hmm. it's not very the best looking bear in the world. I mean, it looks better than Kang. I mean, it looks yeah, better the, than Modoc from Ant-Man, but, you know, hey, um, <laughs> you know. It, it's, yeah, the bear, yeah, th yeah, the production budget, uh, at least according to Wikipedia, was estimated between 30 to 35 million, with most of that going to Weta effects uh, to create the bear for the CGI. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you can get past that a little bit, I mean, again, it kind of works that this is a comedy type film anyway. So it really the effects really doesn't it doesn't really matter too much. Um, and yeah, so that concept to just enjoy it of like this kind of goofiness of it, um, you know, it's going to work for some and maybe not work for others. Depends on your sense of humor and, and, and your sensibilities there. Um, I did find it very good. I think it also didn't overstay its welcome. It comes in at a nice, crisp, you know, hour and 35 minutes. So it kind of gets in, gets out. Um, and there's a lot of good kind of gory moments in here too. Um, and there's a scene you can see in the trailer, like the ambulance scene. That's to me is the best scene in the whole movie, I think, which includes oh. the, um, the actor we were talking about, the comedian from TikTok, which he has the. So I mean, shout out to him. He's also got the best scene in the movie, I think. Um, so that's great for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, it does a lot of that. You know, you got some good kills, you get some good laughs. If that's what you're looking for, I think this does it for you. Uh, Dusk, what was kind of some of your thoughts on uh, Cocaine Bear there? Uh, well, the title doesn't lie. <laughs> it, 
comes in swinging. It briefly brings up the idea of, oh yeah, this is kind of based on a, on a true incident. But right from the very beginning, the movie sets its tone right, is it right in immediately, not taking itself that seriously, mm-hmm. being fun and playful with itself, and just uh, also being kind of kind of gory. So right from the beginning, if you're in, if you're in for the tone, they they're setting you up in there. You're gonna be ready for the rest of the journey. What I didn't expect was uh, the the jaggedy characters. I kind of liked, even though we had very little screen time. I kind of liked some of the characters here, even with the ones that get killed off. I mean, uh, I liked the uh, the effects. Yeah, it's cheap. The bear does mm-hmm. look pretty wonky, but they never even try to establish that the bear at all has any form of realism. If mm-hmm. anything, they try to establish that this bear is become something else when it's on this cocaine. It's literally become a monster, <laughs> and uh, I'm I was all with it. The sense of humor is very black comedy, very much mm-hmm. dark humor, and it's consistent all throughout the movie. Uh, I thought the acting overall for everybody was was solid. I liked everybody's performance. Um, like the kids actually did a good job portraying characters that I felt okay, yeah, around that age. They even make fun of the uh, the '80s cocaine scares, the uh, using even some actual uh, ads that used to run. Uh, oh yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I think the film opens with uh, that whole uh, uh, cracking egg in a pan is like this is your brain and this is your brain on drugs. Yeah, Pee Wee taking this is crack. Uh, <laughs> Taking cocaine is like putting a gun in your mouth and then pulling the trigger. And you're like, <laughs> all right. And, uh, yeah, I I thought everybody did the job. I But I really liked the uh, of the dynamics of everybody. I did, uh, I appreciated the the relationship between O'Shea Jackson and uh, who, who's the actor who plays? Uh, his, Alden uh, Ehrenreich. Sad buddy. Yeah. Oh, Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. Uh, who, yeah, some people remember from uh, Han Solo. Right, uh, well, he's really good in this. I actually really liked his uh, his character as just this really sad, depressed guy who's lost uh, something in his life, and he's he just walks around as if he just doesn't just doesn't want to be there, doesn't want to deal with this situation, but he kind of has to because, well, uh, he's he has a family business to contribute to, whether he likes it or not. Mm. Yeah, and their banter back and forth was very funny. Yeah. And yeah, um, and O'Shea Jackson stuff that happens to him throughout this movie also is very good. They have yeah, a good dynamic, uh, kind of back and forth. And uh, the way they treat the bear, you know, kind of like a it's the bear is like a slasher movie type mm-hmm. villain almost. You know, the way he's kind of sneaking around and I, coming behind yeah, people. I ha- <laughs> yeah, I half expected to like cut, and then the bear is wearing a fucking Michael Myers mask in mm. some scenes. Yeah, I mean, because I'm like, how is a bear going to sneak up on you? I mean, there's no way a bear is going to sneak up on you, but, you know, they, they kind of hey, play with is, that a little bit. It is, hey, it is laser focused on finding more cocaine. Mm. Uh, uh, Nick, what were some of your thoughts on cocaine bear there? Okay, I, I like to be as hyperbolic as anybody else on the internet, and I was one of the people championing this film as yo this motherfucker is gonna save cinema right here is it as great as i thought it was gonna be well yes and no i think the film 
tells you exactly what kind of film you're in for just from the trailer, just from uh, the opening scene where you get this kind of a lovely scene of these two hikers coming across the bear and then shit gets real and it's it's gory but it's kind of played for laughs similar in to something that i commented on with uh, terrifier 2 and i think it's done with the right amount of sense of humor where this movie even though it does get very gory a lot of these uh <clears throat> A lot of the characters are basically just lambs for the slaughter, are basically playing uh, stereotypes. I thought every single one in the cast does a great enough job. And the two standouts, I think, are the two kids uh, who are uh, uh, Christian Convery, who was uh, on that Netflix show Sweet Tooth, and uh, Brooklyn Prince as Dee Dee, who was in The Florida Project. Mm, okay. And uh, she plays uh, Carrie Russell's daughter in this. I think those two are the absolute standouts. And when, uh, which is in the trailer, when uh, Christian Co- Convery as uh, Henry starts interacting with Carrie Russell, I think that's some of the best dynamic. I think that's some of the best stuff in the film. Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., I think he stands out really well, in, especially in his interaction with Alden Ehrenreich and uh, <clears throat> a third party. And there's a uh, scene uh, later in the film that's I think is in the trailer where the bear just lays on top of Alden Ehrenreich and it's some of the funniest bits in the film in the movie the best scene of course is the one where uh, it's in the trailer and we mentioned before with uh, Scott Sace as a and uh, Kyun Kim as a uh, two paramedics and it's the one where the bear is chasing the ambulance and the CG does get a little uh, feels a little off but I think the movie is played for such laughs that it ends up working in the movie's favor mm. because yeah. if the because if, if all the effects were super realistic then we'd be then we as an audience would be asked to take this movie seriously and it really isn't yeah yeah it's it's not trying to take itself seriously everybody's playing into it um it's not hammy in that way like there's nobody mugging to the camera mm-hmm. or anything like that i think all the actors in it um even though they're oh, in this no, kind no, of crazy no, no, no. bris yeah yeah, yeah the, yeah. This is yeah, this is something that I think works when you're making a film like this. And something that we talked about with uh both the with Violent Night and I think with uh Weird the Al Yankovic film is that even if the subject matter is kind of insane, every single actor and director and uh everyone behind the camera, they are playing it straight. They are taking it seriously even if the subject isn't. Yeah. Um so I think that's very good. Uh that the actors do a good job in doing that. Um also uh you know as far as some downsides yeah the effects of with the bear. Uh also I would say you know you know some of the kind of the motivations some of the human characters you know uh maybe don't make 100% sense like you get Carrie Russell's character you get her trying to look for her daughter. Uh the stuff with the drug dealers like you get them but then it's comes when it comes to Ray Liotta's character like him saying like I could find every single last ounce of so that I was like bro that yeah, that, that's he, gone man I, yeah he is com- he is comically evil in this yeah. movie he, he is comically slimy yeah uh I, i'm like you but, just yeah but it is but it's comically slimy in a way that only ray liotta knows how to play and he is so great in this in this third act is the closest thing this movie has to an actual antagonist besides the bear 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff there, um, with some of that, with Ray Liotta's character, some of the motivations, yeah, um, a little, a little weird there, but, um, don't quite hold up all 100%, but yeah, I mean, like I said, you need all these people to converge in this park, um, and collide with the bear and it, it to be in close proximity to it in order for the bear to do what the bear does, uh, to some of these people. Um, yeah, uh, so I, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's really, I mean, it, it's what you kind of expect it to be, um, you know, mm-hmm. with looking at the title, looking at the trailer. Um, so it depends on if you're up for that or not. Um, people were having a good time in the theater I was in. There was a dude who came in in a bear mask. Uh, he was having, a, you know, <laughs> I mean, he was enjoying himself. So, um, yeah, uh, for me, I would give this a tune in for me. Um, yeah, for me. Dusk, what about you? Uh, before I give my rating, I do want to compliment the uh, the soundtrack. I want mm. to compliment the soundtrack. I thought they established helped establish a really good tone. A lot of it is a current current synth wave, which if mm-hmm. you haven't listened to it, is kind of a advanced uh, sy- uh synth type of music utilized probably utilized in the eighties that has then gone through now mm-hmm. different computerizations and different synth equipment equipment. And yeah, uh, I and- thought it felt a good tone. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the score is done by uh, Mark Mothersbaugh, who uh, mm-hmm. was the lead singer and keyboardist for uh, for Devo. Mm. And he also did the score for uh, Thor Ragnarok. He did uh, Mitchell's Versus the Machines. He also worked with uh, Elizabeth Banks before on the Pitch Perfect movie. Mm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense, uh, especially if you know about the band of Devo, who also kind of helped popularize that kind of synth style in pop music at that time, or just synth style in general. Uh Overall, I thought the soundtrack was good. The everybody's was playing their part, and, and just like Violent Night, which even though the material was crazy, they took it straight, which made it funny. There's a lot mm-hmm. of missed jokes in here that are really quick. A lot that I didn't even mm-hmm. notice. I don't know if you noticed a few of them. Yeah, One of my favorites. Ha- is, go ahead. Yeah, it very much has that kind of Lord and Miller uh, joke of a hundred jokes a minute kind of writing to it, mm-hmm. which is no surprise considering they're executive producers on this. Mm-hmm. And it, it really, I think that really did help the pacing is there there was never a moment that there wasn't some kind of joke or at least a subtle joke going by so fast that actually in the audience I was with, I would laugh at some because, and then others would laugh like a couple seconds later if they got it or not. Mm-hmm. One of my favorites was uh, with the, I don't think we talked about the actress who played the uh, park ranger. Yeah. She's going, uh, she uh-huh. says a line along of a uh, uh, guy comes in and goes, oh, your beaver's, your beaver's dusty. Yeah, I'm trying to work on that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, like, uh, like a, esteemed character actress Margot Martindale who yeah, can make Margo a Martindale. line as silly as you've gone smell blind son and play it with all of the sincerity of Shakespeare mm, exactly it's just but yeah um, I thought the editing so far was good it was pretty good everything felt uh, put together the only scene in which I felt that there was a I don't know if you guys noticed but there was this weird uh, moment where there's an editing moment where one uh, they flash back to a previous moment. What about? Uh, and I'm like, what? And it felt like, did they forget to put the scene in? They're like, oh, last minute. Uh, we need to put this in because uh, it's they found it was just like, oh, that, yeah, that, that was kind of a weird. Had done that before. It's, all, it's almost like the direct the editor was on cocaine and he wanted to reflect that in the film. Yeah, uh, but. That did feel a little weird. That did take me out of the movie for a second. Like, 
you, you could have just shown that scene and had it naturally continue on and they still mention it and the audience knows what happened because mm -hmm. no nothing else like that happened in the, the rest of the movie but besides that moment that was a very much singular outlier which is why mm -hmm. it made me think of it mm -hmm. but overall uh i had a good time with this movie is it going to uh is it going to save cinema no probably not but it did make it one he heck of an enjoyable night and i do think that if i got some some friends together i would definitely be happy to see it again like violent night did maybe grab a couple beers mm. relax and have a good time <laughs> so for that reason above all else and just having a good time with a movie that was done well enough and had good character acting in through it i i have to give it a tune in okay uh nick oh yeah yeah it yeah i want to go back to something you said dusk about mm. uh you know get a couple friends have a couple beers uh watch this and it's a grand old time the theater I saw it in, it might as well have been a club because everybody was drinking, everyone was hyped up, hooping and hollering, cheering like it was a fucking football game. And it was awesome as a theater experience. It's one of the most fun times I've had at a movie theater in a very long time. And I'm kind of fortunate that I got a screening of like that. Um, <clears throat> the film, it is both f hilariously funny at points and speaking with that uh that comedy style of so rapid fire joke 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 that i'm missing jokes because i'm laughing so much from the previous one and then the film also is fairly is really gory but it's all played for laughs which makes this film work so well um this is probably elizabeth banks best directed film uh, as far as uh, her uh feature efforts go uh, the entire cast, I think, is playing it with such a with such a straight face that it ends up making the movie funnier. And of course, that bear is hilarious. And I was so happy every time I saw that that bear wilding out. It's it's <laughs> hilarious to see, but also terrifying whenever it's like uh, shown in close up and it's whenever it's around another character. Just for how much fucking fun this movie is it is a goddamn blast of a tune in mm -hmm. yeah uh absolutely yeah i was a little disappointed though uh, a little bit isaiah whitlock jr from the Y. he didn't he didn't say classic line he didn't oh. say it you know He's... oh oh wait i forgot he did okay skip it skip yeah. it i forgot about that <laughs> we all wanted it i was that's what he I did was wait she. i was waiting for it too she. Yeah, we all wanted it, and that's not... Yeah. He didn't give it. It just... That mm. wasn't the time and place for it. Yeah. But if there was ever a movie for him to drop that line, it would have been this one. Yeah. I mean, he does say it's shit. a deleted scene. Yeah, he does say shit, but he doesn't say it, like, all the way like he does. Like, he's famous for kind of doing that. Um, You know, it's like it's like Sam Jackson with Motherfucker. Like, that's, like, kind of like his thing. That's, like, what he does there. You know what I mean? And, and he didn't do that. I like how, how he... He's supposed to be the the straight laced cop, and even he's like, "Let's see what kind of effect that has on the bear." Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the stuff with him in the movie, the uh, I guess, I mean, it was kind of fun. The stuff with the dog and and things like that. He's kind of like he got a dog in the movie. I mean, maybe. I mean, it seems to feel like yeah, that kind of felt like padding a little bit, but it was still. I thought it was still kind of. Yeah, really seems I, a consistent yeah, if joke. I, if I had any criticism, mm -hmm. it's that joke. It's that yeah. one running gag that I don't think really has any kind of payoff, except in one of the film's uh, post-credit scenes, which I think is fairly funny. I, that's actually one thing I did want to mention. 
uh, with his character, there is a uh, a twist that happens with that character in that I don't feel like another character. It felt like there was one more epilogue scene to wrap mm-hmm. the cop line up and finish that storyline arc that I think they didn't do that I was waiting for in the after credits because they pretty much tie up every loose end by the end of that movie, except for that one moment. I'm like, oh, we're just going to leave that hanging? That other character's just going to get away with that? Mm. Okay, I guess. That's all right. Yeah. There's no... Do you know what I mean? I don't want to go into spoilers, but right. there was that... Just tying that up, I, I felt like if I had a complaint, if any complaint really to have, it's probably the dog thing and and then tying back into that, I'm like, oh, we're not going to wrap that up? Okay. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I see it's your point. probably there. a deleted scene, though, for probably going to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see your point there. Um, yeah, so a lot of fun. Um, check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so three tune-ins for Cocaine Bear. 